both of the dogs are staring very intently at the front door right now. And because <laughs> I'm kind of in between, I'm still unpacking my apartment a little bit and trying mm-hmm. to figure out where I'm going to record like officially because I need to be near an outlet. And the only one that's near my couch is one behind the couch. And I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of reaching. My arms aren't that long. So mm-hmm. I generally think it's easier just to record in the foyer. Because you have a foyer now, I you really little do. fancy pants. <laughs> I have a whole little section. So I don't want to ask too much because I want to ask about it in the main episode. But quick answer. Are you loving the Manhattan vibes so far? Um, I am Gossip Girl. I hate that you had to find out this way. <laughs> so sorry. I hate that <laughs> so, you so figured so out. <laughs> and also, spoiler alert, uh, it wasn't Dan. It was not Dan. Dan, that thunder-stealing little biatch. It was me the whole time. <laughs> if I hear one more person talk about Dan, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the reboot. Um, I'm coming into my full my full glory. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say it's really... Con- I'm literally a hop skip a block and a half away from my subway station which takes me if it's an if it's express it's only three stops to where i work and go to school and if it's the local it's probably about 10 or 11 stops so either way it's that's so convenient though yeah it's like 20 ish minutes usually compared to the hour that it would take me from brooklyn so don't get me wrong like brooklyn's great but like i'm a manhattanite at heart yeah Sorry, Grandma, who's from Brooklyn. I'm so sorry to disappoint you this way, but I am. I am who I am. Hi, sweet potato. Who is sweet potato? <laughs> It'd be like never that. not so, funny. <laughs> never. There's never not a moment for that. So, <laughs> welcome to another quick tea by the TCT. Another quick tea because honestly, you just need like a little pick me up, just like a little so, like, <laughs> little starter special, maybe three or four if you're me. <laughs> 12. You know? um, so <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> Everyone's fine. <laughs> I'm a cr- crack addict. It's fine. I'm a crack addict, you fool. <laughs> Read the last crack addict. Addict. <laughs> <We're actually listening. laughs> Hey, we are with you in your struggle. We support you. So it's fine. Big fist um, in the air for that uh, one. Yeah. So we're doing a second quick tea this week because yeah. of the deprivation that the team felt. Because of week. the depravity. I mean, like. I mean, Oh, I had people messaging me, re my cousin Brian, who was like, so I just had the one person messaging me. <laughs> it's people. It's people. <clears throat> so I was like, hey, so sorry. He was like, you get a pass because you're family, but that's it. And I was like, you're so right. I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm so sorry. Here's the thing though, in and and I will say this, like, we we should have probably done a better job of having a couple of stacked episodes for weeks that <laughs> life happened. Um, but we again are the only production team that we have, <laughs> and we are consistently fired and rehired. But we we just had one of those weeks that everybody has when you hit the age of 25 or later and you're a real adult and you have to do things like go to work and people expect you to be places on time and it's very rude but you know we had one of those weeks and so i i missed it like i 100% missed doing the pod i missed having an episode to listen back to mm. and yeah it was it was a sad it was a sad little week but the sunspots are back. We are here. <laughs> you little sunspot. I, I <laughs> felt very strange not recording. It was, it was like, weird. I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something right now. What is that? 
what is it? Oh, right. My livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my non-paying livelihood. <laughs> every time I tell a guy I meet that I have a podcast, one, they always are like, they're like initially pretty supportive. They're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And the next question inevitably yeah. is like, what do you guys talk about? And I'm like, oh, you know, we're a lifestyle podcast. Like we like to cover a gamut of topics because we like to remain relatable to the audience at large. Like we don't want to yeah. paint ourselves into the niche corner of choosing like, most of talk don't about want to ruin our shoes. <laughs> we don't like corners. <laughs> Nobody no wants baby, baby in a corner. <laughs> so, okay, we- real quick, tiny rant. That was the most anticlimactic. What am I talking about? I can't say words. Anticlimactic scene in the Ugh. world. Like the so first time I watched up. Dirty Dancing, I was ready. Like people had built it up, built oh, it up, comes, built it up. And I was like, he's going in. <laughs> he's going to tell him. And I'll tell you, daddy, baby's daddy. No, no one puts baby in a corner. And then they just casually walk away. And I'm like, what? I will <laughs> like, say that her running dance portion was fantastic. It didn't quite make I mean, up for it. But their whole, the whole choreography segment of the final scenes of Dirty Dancing is like, wow, chef's kid. But also, and Hannah apparently- I want to walk into a room like the people in the back who are doing the like shoulder shaking. (laughs) We're just here because screw your money, Daddy Warbucks. (laughs) (laughs) Also, please please pay us. We need it. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate. So- I will say I did not realize maybe it's because it was post nose job. But I didn't realize it was her playing Mindy in friends. Yep. Late season one. I think like I immediately noticed, but only because I'd seen dirty dancing a few times and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's baby. I was like, <laughs> you look kind of familiar, whatever. And I thought yeah. that the comment about her having the baby, having her old nose was like very poignant and intentional by the writers because she definitely had a nose job at this point. So yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Oh, but also so did Jen Aniston. So and every celebrity. So <laughs> literally all of them. Whatever at people who are like, Oh, I just drink water in LA, Ooh, which reminds water is full me, of Botox, which reminds me. I, Hannah, I think you and I would both agree. I feel that I look like I have a very naturally acquired body. Like, yeah, you I, don't have anything that looks fake on you. I don't have disproportionate, like, okay, Hannah's gasping for. I, I didn't realize that this was triggering and we just talked about triggering things a, a minute ago, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for you, it might be like a whole couple of hours <laughs> knows when you listen to it, but I, I was watching Love Island, which is again, where I get all of my wisdom from. Sure. And it was really upsetting to a girl when she said, uh, a guy said, oh, I don't like girls who look fake, fake, fake. And she got really upset. And she's like, you have no idea the amount of insecurity that the things that I've changed about my body through plastic surgery brought me to. So like for you to call someone fake like you have no idea how so I'm really sorry for anybody that has plastic surgery that I just called fake because in quick retrospection I I want you to feel beautiful and I want you to feel good about you mm-hmm. I mean to say that Emma does not look surgically enhanced in any way we I think that we picked up on the nuance but it's always good to specify that once again Hannah and I never disparage the fact that someone gets plastic surgery this is not our plight you know like no we are not bothered by you getting a nose job or BBL we're typically interested in the why because there is so much rampant pressure on women to look feel act and be a certain way relevant that it relevant that (laughs) 
I, I just, I'm very up in arms anytime anyone feels like they have to do something to be valuable, loved or seen. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I hate that. No, I have, I have seen some rhinoplasties and other forms of like facial surgery in particular that have like changed women's lives because of how the, the, the before, sometimes it was medically required and other times they were just like, I'm just miserable in my own body, you know, regardless of what society's like, I mean, granted, I think it all sort of comes back to societal expectation, but at the same time, if you wake up and you look in the mirror and you legitimately are like, I'm so miserable and you, you for yourself feel the need to change that about yourself. Like, I'm never going to judge you for that or disparage you. My, and this will come up later. The issue comes from like, it, it almost seems like a requirement a lot of the time in terms of like reaching a certain level of respect or notoriety or success. But yeah, my point is a guy on the subway asked me if this was all me, I think was his, his wording and I was just, I was in gym shorts and like a cropped hoodie, I think. And I was just hanging out. And I will say that I was a little like, I think objectively it was meant to be a compliment, but I was a little butthurt over it because this is going to sound awful. But it's upsetting to me when all of the work I've put in is chalked up to surgery. It, it makes sense. And I don't think that either one is not a valid concern or hurt. It makes sense that to you, it is hurtful that something that you have strived for, striven, if you will, (laughs) something that you have worked for really, really hard over a period of time, especially with body acceptance, but also with your physicality, because you do strength training, because you put in a lot of hours of work for that to be diminished to something that you quickly paid for makes sense equally Mm -hmm. for someone who has quickly paid for something and it changed their perspective on themselves that made them feel better for someone to demean that mm-hmm. is also valid and fair. So Absolutely. I, the one thing that I keep thinking about is there's uh, another podcast that I listen to. <gasps> I know, but there's another podcast. The that I, <laughs> <laughs> I know I can, go immediately. I can go through Trader's <laughs> yeah. Gate. I, I would love to get a gate outside of my house and write <laughs> Trader's Gate on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a miniature car. I bet people walk by and be um, like, oh, that's so uncouth. <laughs> yeah, there was actually a lot of like traumatic history with that. Sorry. But the point <laughs> being, anyway. here's the point. I was listening to another podcast and one of the girls on it was talking about how a lot of girls right now are getting lip filler. And she's like, it's not going to be hot in 20 years to have Kardashian-esque lips mm-hmm. or to have really out of proportion, like waist to hip ratio that is surgically altered, but it's in vogue right now. It's fashionable at the moment to look that way. And so a lot of people are changing their bodies. That is what I have a problem with. And it's not really me raging against the people. It's me raging against the machine, AKA society, AKA the patriarchy going you are not allowed to pressure women into changing their bodies in a way that they may regret at some point. You know, and what a great lead in because today is quick tea. It really is. Today's quick tea. It rarely goes this smoothly for us. We're just taking a moment. (laughs) I will tell the STEM story of how this topic came about. But the first thing I want to say is that it's never on men to keep up with a certain standard this is not to say men don't experience literally this is not to say like i I know plenty of men who suffer from a sort of pressure to look a certain way in dysmorphia i'm not trying to diminish your plight however if you look at society at large who 
are the ones being constantly pressured to keep up with a certain unattainable 99% of the time ideal. If you're not born looking this specific way, there's no way for me to keep up with it. And yet continuously through society, it's cyclical because the trends change. Like in bodies, I cannot believe are a trend that blows my mind because I think we should mention what Mick Zazen said recently. Like if you were eating enough to feed your body what it needs, you're not overeating, you're not undereating. You're just, you're eating what you should be eating as far as how many calories are, are, healthy for you, which is subjective. Or just like the meals that you're eating. If you're eating what feels good for your body, yeah. mm-hmm. what is healthy for your body, and you're not going to bed hungry or going large chunks of the day without eating, then if your body changes, that was how it was always meant to look. Mm-hmm. I love that. I thought that was so empowering and so bright and so good. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you are somebody who wants a body body positivity account to follow. We've talked about her before, but Mick Zazen is awesome. She's really, really good. She pinned my comment on TikTok. So basically we're best friends. I'm just saying. Whose comment was it? It's my comment that she pinned. Was it was it your comment or was it the transcontinental tea's comment? Um, it was my comment that I made <laughs> under the alias, the transcontinental tea. So her post was about, Hannah acts like she's on TikTok ever. No, it's just. <laughs> I don't um, have TikTok. It was, um, she made I'm a post. Old. Bye. <laughs> she made a post about, she was like someone like about being not impacted by things people on the internet have said. And my comment was like, no one can be as mean to me as I have been ever. Yeah. I am the meanest person to myself. Like yeah. you can't hurt me because I have, I have said worse to myself. So you can call me fat yeah. and oh, what a pig. You're so old. Like you're shot all day. Like, please call me. I, I don't care because I have been so much worse to myself than you could. Ever. Yeah. There's like a self-deprecating joke about it, but it's like a lot of women probably would be like, <laughs> No, but really about it. And it's (laughs) but honestly, basically you can't say anything to me that I haven't said alone in my bed to myself. So thank you for trying. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) The price was not right. Fortunately, all I could think of as I stared out at them is I could have thought of better signs. (laughs) (laughs) And my signs would have been way meaner. You guys would be like, wow, why would you say that? Like, Trust me, I've said it. (laughs) Whoa, that crosses the line. I know. I know. (laughs) So there was a reason that we decided to talk about, we've talked about body positivity a lot and the pressures of society and the influence of celebrities, a la the Kardashians and other, every celebrity has pretty much had surgery and most of them deny it, which I think is ridiculous. We can tell everyone can tell there's before photos. We can tell literally if you're still editing your photos after you've been surgically altered, check in with yourself. I think have a conversation, maybe have a have, therapist have, have talk a sit to down. Have a sit down. I don't know. I don't Put know. Me in front of you and be like, Hey, <laughs> Hey you, I do spend a lot of time now. Every time Kim Kardashian or Chloe post something, just finding the spot where they Photoshop mm. something incorrectly. And their leg is like two thirds longer than their other because leg. They, there's no way to do it perfectly because it's just not because possible. It's fake. It's fake. I'm sorry. That we said that she's fake. fake. <laughs> they, no, they're that. fake. They're fake. That's- that, that like, is, no, but that is fake. Photoshopping your body is fake. Yes. That's, I, I don't care. <laughs> like that. That's I will true. stick a flag in and, and that is a mountain I'm willing to die on. Die um, on <laughs> having, having plastic surgery does not make you fake, but photoshopping your photos to completely change the proportions you know, of your body is fake. You know, what drives me absolutely freaking insane is that 
men are we have to turn this train around i know but last comment i swear my last tirade the most the most thing that it makes me so irate is men are incapable of being pleased either you need to look a certain way which would require you to get surgery and if you have had surgery oh well now you're fake you're not natural and therefore like you didn't deserve to be beautiful like suck it suck my big fat pee pee suck it (laughs) it is bigger than yours suck it I heard something today on Instagram that I loved and it was from this woman who's like married and old like me so I thought it was oh, great okay. but, but it was like, married less than a year and she's over here like oh old married life I am both old and married simultaneously okay if you're anyway, old and I'm the crib keeper because I'm single so thank you the point being here's the point so basically she was like how to respond to people if you're like looking for a new conflict resolution strategy And I thought she was going to like pop off. Like I was ready for some. Okay. She's like, well, it was a dubbed over audio, but she's like, well, well, you can just go in the pond. if You're going to be a silly goose. (laughs) 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 Yes. Like where else is that? Honestly, like how do you respond to that? Like all you're going to get is like, oh, this is stupid. What does it even mean? And you'll be like, you silly goose. (laughs) listen <laughs> you can just go in the pond okay. you're gonna be silly goose i promise you to the team at large the next time i get into an instagram fight which will happen because i'm incapable of not supporting conflict <laughs> that's the only comment that i'm gonna post over and over and over responding to anyone who dares come at me I'm going to find the audio because the dub over voice is actually iconic. Well, I'm going to tell the STEM story while Hannah does this. I'm sure she'll chime in when she feels, feels it's necessary. I found it right now. Okay, Hannah's got this. Never mind. I'll tell the STEM story in a second. Please share it with the people. You can go ahead and get in the pond. You're going to act like a silly goose. You know, I think it would be even funnier if you were like, if, if you're going to act like a, a, a silly goose. Silly goose. A silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just play that anytime I have any sort of a disagree. Well, you can just just go in the pond. (laughs) Right over there. That pond right there. It's right next to us. I didn't really know where it was going. (laughs) You're going to act like a silly goose. And I just lost it. (laughs) The pond. What is she? (gasps) (laughs) So anyway. Don't also, be silly geese. Geese. Are scary. Don't don't mess. Don't be silly geese. Don't do it. The reason okay. that we're talking about this, right? So, I had made there a we were. <laughs> that ended up being a little more controversial than I thought it was going to be because there were some controversies. I made a comment that I put an edit at the bottom just to specify because I think it read wrong, and I realized that after I was getting some of the comments from people who have experienced this. So, initially, it stemmed from me getting onto Instagram one day and seeing a woman that I know who was about yeah. to have a, two days from having a baby. And she talked about like, oh, my last work day before I have a baby, this is this. And then the rest of the three paragraphs were about her workout plan post-birth. And I was like, man, I'm just, my heart goes out to you because mm. as an individual with an eating disorder and with body dysmorphia, I have a high fear of pregnancy and Hannah and I talked about this earlier. Like we're so afraid of getting pregnant because of the changes your body goes through. And my immediate thought was like, I don't want to be pregnant. And my initial thought after giving birth being, how am I going to get back into shape? Quote unquote, 
Like that's like, that's the, I want to get to a point where I can celebrate the changes my body is going through and accept that it's never going to be the same. I'm never going to be, and granted, like I'm not a tiny tight individual now, like it's just not my body type, you know, like I feel that I have a body more conducive to having children because I have wide set hips. Maybe that changes things. I don't know, but I don't want to resent the body that I have when I've just created life, you know? So yeah, I made a Facebook post saying like, oh my gosh, like if that's you, no offense, you know, but my heart hurts for you. And my comments were mostly, they, no one was malicious or rude about it. They're just like, Hey, you know, like you haven't experienced this. So the, the idea was they thought that I was judging women for feeling this way. And I had to make a comment where I edited my initial statement saying it is not the women that I'm judging. And it's not, I'm not blaming them or it's trying to have a holier than thou mentality because I've never been pregnant, first of all. And second of all, like, I, I don't blame them whatsoever for this perspective. My issue derives from a societal expectation of women to bounce back. And there's air quotes, big air quotes here, bounce back after giving birth. Yeah. And I think we talked about this a little bit beforehand during our prep session, but I don't think that a lot of people talk about, especially people in eating disorder recovery. I don't think a lot of people talk about, I'm, I'm scared to get pregnant. Like mm-hmm. it's a scary thing to say. It's it, like, it's one of those things I was joking with my brother-in-law about something the other day. Cause uh, my niece was like lo- starting to look like my husband and weird he was like if you say it out loud it makes it true so I didn't say it so, but if you but if you say something out loud it does give it a different power it does give it a different a different good or bad it, it depends good or bad and so it people don't talk about it like it is scary it's scary if you don't have an eating disorder and you're just dealing with this crazy society of ours that thinks that women have to fit into boxes to be valuable but it is scary to think, am I going to want to restrict my eating? Am I going to feel like the whole time I'm just going to resent my kid for changing my body because I'm not, and I was saying this to Emma, I'm not always happy with my body on the best of days. Like I'm in a happy relationship. I'm eating a normal amount. I am not restricting anything. I'm Mm -hmm. moving my body a couple of times a week. Like I don't, my disease is pretty well controlled. I have an autoimmune disease. Like there, there aren't too many things that are like really heavily affecting me right now. Mm -hmm. So is pregnancy going to be something that I go into? And actually I resent this poor baby because my abdomen walls didn't come back together after stretching to hold this human that I'm carrying, or because my already wide set hips are now even more wide set, or I'm carrying weight in different places. Like it's just the last thing that you should be thinking about. You should be celebrating your body for what it can do, mm-hmm. but there is a fear. There is a fear and, and people don't talk about it, which means that you feel like you're alone in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really sad and upset for women who go through birth and immediately feel the need to justify their clothing size mm-hmm. or when they're going to get back to a body that they may never go back to because your body is constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Like this is a stupid example, but I went for a hike like two years ago and I fell because that's who I am as a person. And <laughs> you just be like that, okay? <laughs> life be like that. You don't think it'd be like, like that, but it'd be, but it do. Um, so I, I fell and there's like a small chunk, like a little divot in like just under one of my butt cheeks now, because I had a bruise there that was a very 
sizable bruise. And apparently my body was like, oh, maybe we'll just give that some space. And by giving that some space, it created like, it's not a scar, but like almost a scar, like a little divot Mm -hmm. in my like upper leg. That's okay. Your body changes. Your body is not less valuable because something happens to it. And now it's different than it was before. Like your body doesn't have a starting point value when you are 125 pounds soaking wet. You know what I mean? Like there's just no, there's no point where your body is not valuable, right? There's no point. And, and it's hard as someone in eating disorder recovery to convince yourself of that, but it's also important, at least for me that I found to be less aware of my body, to just be grateful for it, but don't think about it a lot because it's really easy to start obsessing. Um, but I also, I want to bring up, like, there's a girl that we both follow on Instagram who was talking the about, papaya. <laughs> I, I love the birds papaya. I was actually going to bring her up because she made a great post about someone commenting on one photo saying like, oh, well, that wasn't my pregnancy experience. So don't say that this is the majority, you know? Yeah. And then the next page was a ton of comments of being like, this is my body. This is my body. This is my body. So before I forgot, I just wanted to throw her out there. Of like, I, I love the birds papaya, She's especially great. if you are a mama, follow her because it is so empowering. Like I haven't gone through pregnancy either yet, but it would be, it would behoove you to follow her, whether you are a mom or not, because mm-hmm. she is just super, super wise and vulnerable and loving. No, I was going to say it's not just this one person, but it happens on a regular basis now because a lot of our mutual friends or people that we know, or people even that we're just following mm-hmm. in common are having kids They're, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting towards that age near the 30 mark where <laughs> you just stop you it. Just, <laughs> like everybody that, you know, starts yeah. having kids. Yeah. It's a thing that happens. It's a disease. And no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it is. And for Gen Zers, this will happen when you're about 40. So <laughs> you're, like, so welcome. you're fine. We walk so, you can run. <laughs> we are the giants that you're standing on the shoulders of you <laughs> bastards. No. So anyway. I was just going to say like, there was a girl who was talking about her body um, postpartum and she was justifying why it looks the way it does. And I just immediately was like, why, why, why is this a conversation that you're having? Why is this something that you're entertaining? And Emma brought up an interesting point, which I hadn't thought about, but I kind of agree with, um, which is not, why do you feel that way? Cause you can feel how you feel. That's very fair. Why are you posting about it on social media? Not necessarily like, oh, okay, you're, you're letting other people know they feel that way. But why are you giving it oxygen? Why are you giving it life? Why are you giving it more of a voice? Because the only thing that we have as women is our own voices to say, no, I'm not going to allow that societal pressure to affect me to stop the giant rolling wheel that is the patriarchal pressure to look a certain way, to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. It, it's people standing up and saying, this is normal. This is not okay. We're not doing that anymore. That's not a thing that I'm going to succumb to. So when you are a woman who is adding a voice to the already existing pressure, I would say, why, why are you giving it that space? Yeah. Like, I would much rather you deal with it yourself and then come back and say, I felt this pressure and this is how I dealt with it rather than say like, this is how I'm getting back to what I looked like three years ago. Like how, why? It's not, 
conducive to the conversation at this point. You're, like at this point, you're not doing it for other people. It's it's purely like a I feel that I am taking action against this thing that society tells me is bad because I'm posting this. And therefore, like, oh, I've addressed the elephant in the room. So now none of you have to, you know. And it seems that like I never would have addressed it to begin with because I don't see an issue with it, you know? Like I don't look at you and think like, oh my God, she's been on weight. And this is like, I used to be like a problem, a problematic person in this regard because I used to judge women when I was, young, I was probably early twenties, you know, like no horizon of children. Like there was, there was no, yeah. it was not a thought in my mind of being like, I will never be that woman who says she's eating for two and this, this and that. Like, well, first of all, you don't know that because you haven't experienced it. And I had, I've had to check myself with this, you know, and uh, thank God for personal growth, but I would not have had that personal growth had it not been for women being like, Hey, I know you haven't experienced it and that's okay. But I just want you to know that my story could be your story and that's okay. You know? So it gave me an empathy that I previously had not held for women who have experienced pregnancy. And I also just want to say somebody, we were at like a barbecue and she, I think I talked about it on the podcast, but she just, kind of said like, oh yeah, I had a miscarriage last year and I was really taken aback by it, Mm -hmm. but I shouldn't be because it's really normal Mm -hmm. and miscarriage can affect your body in the same way that it affects your heart and your mind. Like you might get far enough into your pregnancy where you start to show before, unfortunately you have a miscarriage. And so there are so many reasons that our bodies change, especially when it comes to procreation and taking hormones to try to become more fertile. Like there's so many things that we as women have to put ourselves through. Mm -hmm. And, and some of it comes with really good blessings at the end. And some of it comes with a lot of pain, but there are so many things that we are subject to that are not talked about, but our bodies are judged as a result of them. And I just think it's wrong. And I think like, even if you're not anywhere near pregnant, don't judge somebody else's body. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. Like Mm -hmm. I, and I think it would be naive of us to say that we don't because we are societally programmed to do so. We are societally programmed to notice any sort of weight change for any woman. And you don't notice it for guys, you notice it for women and you notice it at least as a woman, like I I can only speak from my own perspective, but Mm -hmm. as a woman, I don't notice when a guy's put on five pounds. I notice when a girl's put on five pounds and I notice exactly where it's carrying on her body. And I notice what clothing she's wearing or not wearing. And I notice whether or not that clothing is tighter or looser, depending on that weight gain. And I notice weight loss. And I notice, I I notice all sorts of things about their bodies because I'm programmed to do so. And it's my job to unpick those threads and to, to say, it's not okay for me to worry about whether this person has gained, lost, or net averaged weight. (laughs) Like it it is not my job. It is not my job to judge their body. It's not my job to be a tracker for them to go. Oh, um, did you know that you looked different in that outfit two weeks ago? You did like, it's not my job and Mm. and it's unhelpful and it's unhealthy for me and for them. I would say every woman, any woman would be lying if she did not say that at one point in her life, she considered her value in in relativity to someone else's appearance so if i see 
I won't say see anymore because I really have, I've, I've come a long way with this and it's, it's a constant thing. Like I have to constantly be sort of like checking myself with this because we're, we're, yeah. we're, this is a, this is our culture and we have to actively fight against it to change things. But you know, before I was more self-aware, it would definitely be like a, and, there, and I know women my age still struggling with this. I think we both know who I'm referring to. So, yeah. um, and I look at them objectively and I think like, God, I don't want to be like that, which is also a big factor and a motivator for me to change my perspective. But you're lying if you say you've never looked at a friend who's gained weight. Maybe post breakup, she gained some weight or something, or she's you know, or just maybe like, somebody you don't like. Like it yeah, doesn't have anyone. to be a f- close friend. Like, and you don't think like, oh, that's so bad for her. And then, but you're secretly kind of like relishing it, you know, because like, oh, now I look better. Or, or judging when you walk into a room, the appearance of other women in the room to rate your power in the room, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, I'm definitely the prettiest person in this room or, oh my gosh, those three women are so pretty. So obviously I'm going to get less attention or I'm not the prettiest person in this room. So I'm going to carry myself differently. Right. Like it's so drilled into us to be so appearance focused and that everything is about what we can wear into a room, not what we can bring into a room. And I think we have to fight that. We have to fight so hard against that. And we have to fight starting on our side of the street. Like we can only clean up what we can clean up, but But when it comes to like coming back from a baby bod, like, no, Mm. actually, no, my body is going to change because I carried another human inside of it. So screw you, patriarchy. My body is going to change. We are not the dictator, but women are the soldiers and we're the ones that are perpetuating. So we didn't start the war, but we're fighting for it. And we have to, it's time for a coup, I think. And we're going to reverse that. And it's going to, I just hope to God by the time, if I have a daughter, by the time she's ready to have a baby, I hope that some progress has been made here because I mean, progress is, it feels slow a lot of the time in a lot of different regards. Like the fact that racism is still so prevalent, like it feels like we've come almost nowhere since desegregation. Like it really feels like we've made almost no progress. And then I, you know, there's other things though, where I think about like, how was my mom treated during that era? And then the generation yeah. before her, how were women treated? And sometimes it feels like we've made a lot of progress. So I can only hope that at least relatively speaking, the progress by the time our kids have kids, that the first thought on their mind post-birth isn't, I need to look a certain way now. And it's look at this life I brought into the world. This is amazing. I did this amazing thing. My body did this amazing thing. Yeah. And I would just say to anybody pregnant, not pregnant, struggling with their body or, or wanting to become pregnant even, or really whatever phase of life that you're in, like give yourself so much space to grow in this because it's something that takes so much time. Like Mm -hmm. I, I am so insecure in my body so many days of the week. And the only thing I can do is try to do better. I can only go, your body's doing amazing things right now. Your body allowed you to move. Your body allowed you to sit down on your couch for eight hours and then stand back up again. It didn't have to do that. Like your body, thank you so much. Your body allows you to eat the foods that you need to eat and processes it correctly. Mm-hmm. Your body, like there's just so many things that I am trying to be grateful for. And I don't really do affirmations every day because I just don't have that kind of time in my schedule. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, like I did it today, I, I picked five things that I like about my body. And my challenge to you is think about your body less generally 
But when you are thinking about it, change the conversation Mm -hmm. to what do I like? Pick Mm -hmm. something I like. And if you can't find anything you like, like that you're a smart woman who is self-aware enough to be critiquing herself for not liking herself Mm -hmm. and then build on it from there. (laughs) Mine, I have to remember just to respect it. I have to respect my body and to not feed it and to not allow it to function the way it's meant to function is disrespecting it, which is inherently disrespectful to me. And I won't let anybody disrespect me, least of all me. Of all the people that could disrespect me, I'm the last one. All the people in line, I'm last. (laughs) So, you know, and it's a day-to-day thing. I sometimes, like, when when I go to shops like Zara and I have to buy a size 12 instead of a size 10, I get in my head about it. But then I think, like, you know what? Like, I, I don't dislike my, my body and the problem isn't me. The problem is the fact that there's a continuous shift in clothing manufacturing to make me feel this way. The healthiest thing that you can do for yourself is to picture clothing sizes like Elon Musk and Grimes baby name. It's just a bunch of gobbledygook that doesn't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. So find the one that fits you and wear it. Like the, the sizing system, what's it based on? It's not based on a measurement, you know, like if you're a 12 or a 10 out of what, what, what is that based on? Like, is it, oh, I have 12 inch forearms. So therefore I'm a 12. Like what, (laughs) there is no objective metric. We're just picking something out of the air. And if you're a 16 and 18, a 20, a 25, a 28 and a half, whatever size you are, you're great. You're valuable. You're beautiful. So, and that this goes for guys too, like whatever size you're wearing, the clothing label is so arbitrary. There is literally yeah, no I value mean, to it. Just, just cut it out. As soon as you buy the jeans that fit you cut it out, who needs to see that? I don't need to be reminded every day of like, Oh, I had to go up a size. Like, so freaking what these jeans fit me. My butt looks great. Like that's all that matters. They button. I don't feel like I'm dying. So if so facto, Bye-bye sizing. Yeah. So in conclusion, we are examples of people who have been affected by this in a time where we were, we are considering having children in the future. Like both Emma and I, it's been something that we've wanted to have kids and Emma much sooner than I did was like, oh yeah, I want to be a mom. I was like, "Mm, I don't know. So (laughs) like you can see the reflections. It has affected us. You can see the pattern of societal abuse that has led to us both saying, and I'm sure many of you agreeing, I'm actually scared to have kids because of what my body is going to go through. And I'm not sure that I'm mentally equipped to support myself through that. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I really pray that anybody who listens to this feels so seen and valued and doesn't judge themselves or their body based on a random arbitrary societal metric that is going to change in eight years anyway. Mm-hmm. And I hope that anyone who is friends with me, if you're so lucky on Facebook and (laughs) you saw this post and you were offended by it, I hope that you understand where I was coming from and that it was not any sort of criticism on you and your reaction. The problem is much bigger than us. It's raging against the machine. And I, I, I was just, I'm struck. I don't, I'm not in a piteous, like, oh, poor you kind of way, just in like a, God, that makes me sad because so many of us are impacted by this thing that it's so unfair. It's just so unfair. So hopefully you understand where I'm coming from. 
I guess that's kind of it. If you have any thoughts, questions, if you'd like to challenge us on any of these points, we accept different opinions always. We might not agree with them and therefore we won't talk about them. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and therefore we'll ignore them. <laughs> no, we, um, <laughs> I would love to have a point because I love to learn. I love to be educated. So if I've yeah. been, if I've struck, if you're a mother or a man, I guess sometimes, and you have heard something we've said and you're like, that rubs me the wrong way. And here's why. Please message us. us. Yeah. DM us. Slide in there. Let us know. I won't be mad at you. There's not going to be any, like, I will internet fight people, but I won't internet fight you. Like, it's not going to happen. So that's on my personal account. That's where I leave it. So, and honestly, if you're going to be a silly goose, go get in the pond. Go to the pond. Just go to that (laughs) pond, swim around, paddle your little duck feet, and leave us alone. Just silly geese. So, okay. That being said, I am Emma. I am Hannah. Oh, now that.